Dog Sports, but we came here to win. The most legit podcast, that's why we know you're tuning in. We cover the biggest news, we underdogs, but we can't lose. So trust the process, yes you, because we got Chris and Anju to bless you. With the best features, best stories, we diving deep like a Lambo leap. Wake up, kid, and stop snoring, we on point just like this beat. Bring the passion like the talk path. In the cold, get a gold brand. Sit back and race the cat, because we start this show like right now. Hey everybody and welcome to this week's episode of The Underdog, Chris Horwardell. Going solo this week, found out a little late, didn't have time to add a guest, but that's quite alright because I'm excited to talk a little NBA draft. We uh, will be off next week. So this seemed like a good opportunity to get my thoughts out, share what's uh, in my head, and uh, and just... Take a look at what has the opportunity to be an NBA landscape-changing draft in terms of both the uh, the addition of Victor Wembanyama to the league and also the sheer number of uh, superstar-level players who may or may not be available. You know, we're hearing all of these crazy names who could be on the move, and I, I do want to preface this all by saying we've heard this stuff before. We've heard that, oh, yeah, player X and player Y could be traded. And more often than not, not a lot comes from it. But it's hard to believe that we won't see at least a couple of guys on the move considering everything that's going on right now. So I figured we'd start off by delving into some of the more prevalent rumors that are out there right now. We're going to be, as we always do, using BovadaSportsBook.com for our props. And uh, we're going to look at NBA draft stuff, some NBA futures, all of that good stuff, all of that coming from Bovada. And uh, let's, let's dig right into it, I suppose. The first thing is that Portland is intending to keep Damian Lillard, which makes sense, right? Because Lillard is kind of the guy in that organization, a player who could go down as the greatest ever to don a Trailblazers jersey. They're looking to build around him. They're open to trading that number three pick, and they're opening. They're open to trading Anthony Simons, the undersized shooting guard. Now, what kind of value does Simons have is, is another important question here. He averaged 21.1 points per game last year, 2.6 rebounds, 4.1 assists. The 4.1 assist is a little bit encouraging because this is a guy who has long been thought of as an undersized two, but the 4.1 to only you know 2.1 uh, turnovers a game, almost a two point a two to one assist to turnover ratio, suggests that perhaps there's more uh, primary initiator qualities that could be unlocked in there. Now, don't don't get it twisted. He's always going to be a guy who looks for a shot. He's always going to be a guy who wants to put the ball in the basket. But he can also pass the ball more likely as a secondary initiator than a primary. But there's a lot of value here, even if his defense has been borderline terrible. Took 9.13s a game last year for Portland, made almost 38%. Shot nearly 90% from the line. This is an elite shooter. This is an elite scorer who is, I would say, probably best served as a third option on a team. Um, 
that is willing to space and shoot a ton of threes. So Simons plus the number three pick does give you some ammo. Portland, and they are, they're an interesting option at Bavada, by the way, because if you look at their NBA, their futures for the championship next year, this is a team that sits at plus 8,000. And this is a team that almost has to be very aggressive this offseason to put people around Damian Lillard to see if this is going to work. Because if it doesn't work next year, time might be up. Dame time in Portland might be up. Should have started there, but didn't, uh, did not. The names we've heard, Jalen Brown, I have a very hard time believing that Jalen Brown's going to be on the move. The Celtics have the second best odds to win the championship at Bavada next year, plus 550 behind only Denver. I really don't think that Boston is quite ready to blow this thing up yet and give up on their their young core of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Pascal Siakam from Toronto is on that list. Siakam is is a contender. For sure, I imagine OG Ananobi, and I mentioned this. Uh, I mentioned this on a couple other shows this week. I think OG Ananobi is another guy who could be on the move. Uh, Michael Bridges has been mentioned in trade talks, but I, I don't really understand the logic of the Nets moving on from him. And the big name we heard this week is Zion Williamson. That that Zion Williamson could potentially be dangled for that number three pick. And that's where it really gets interesting because just in terms of name, Zion is the biggest name on that list. However, you know, do you want a guy like Siakam who is consistent or do you want a guy like Zion who has played 114 games over his four seasons in the NBA. Now, when he does, he's averaging 25.8 points per game, seven rebounds, 3.6 assists. But how long can we keep ignoring the major injury problems that he has? The, the reports out there say his stock is not, quote, sky high right now, but considering how New Orleans seems to covet Scoot Henderson, and they're not the only team, by the way, this is it's an interesting thing to watch. Now, the real monkey wrench that could be thrown into all of this is what happens with that number two overall pick. As of now, as of recording this, Bavada does have Brandon Miller, the favorite to be the number two pick in the draft, minus 250 with uh, Scoot coming in number two at plus 130. I think that this gap has closed over the last handful of days. Scoot had an incredible workout for the, uh, the Hornets. I think they see the elite upside. All of a sudden, we're starting to get the justifications too. Oh, he's almost 6'4 in shoes. Well, that means he's 6'2 without shoes, and that's exactly the height we thought he was. Nothing has changed there. The the wingspan has not gotten longer. It's just that this is an electric athlete with an exciting skill set, and he shot the ball really, really well in that Hornets workout. 
all and you know all of a sudden you start thinking oh maybe he does fit next to Lamelo since Lamelo's that that jumbo sized initiator maybe he can fit maybe the defense can work though Mello not exactly a defensive stalwart right now you put a gun to my head you say who's going number two I'm gonna take scoop plus money at Bavada I really am I'm gonna take scoop plus the plus the 130 as that that number two pick in the draft and the ripple effect of that means you can also take Brandon Miller plus 150 as that number three pick in the draft at Bavada if uh if you're looking for an opportunity to potentially, you know, make a make a good deal of money right there, don't know that we're going to be able to parlay those. Let's take a look. Uh, you cannot because they're obviously props, but it, it's interesting. Uh, I mentioned this earlier this week. I I also think that a guy like Jarris Walker plus four twenty five, a fascinating fit for that number five pick. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll get all, we'll get back to that. So with Portland, the question they're going to have to answer is the question I alluded to earlier. Do they want to play it safe? Because safe is making the deal for Pascal Siakam from Toronto. Siakam doesn't suffer the same issues that Zion has. Siakam is a guy who is in the lineup he played 71 games last year. Now, he's not an 82-game-a-season guy. He gets banged up like anybody else. But 300 and, what, 471 games, pardon me, over his seven-year career. Has never played less than 56. Has played 81 in that, uh, in that sophomore season, 2017-2018. And he averaged 24 points per game last year to go along with 7.8 rebounds and 5.8 assists. There's an argument to be made, despite the fact that he is going to turn 30 next year, that Siakam is the better basketball player. Is Portland looking for that, though? Is, are, can they resist the bright lights and, and all of the allure that goes along with adding Zion? They should. They should deal for Siakam, not Zion. But we're... We're not going to know until next Thursday uh, is, is the reality of all of this. Let's move on to the next, the next rumor here. And that's the 19 players invited to the green room. Not, not a rumor, but a piece of news. And, you know, the, the regular names are there at the top. Wembenyana and Brandon Miller and, and Henderson and the Thompson twins and Cam Whitmore, Jarris Walker, Anthony Black, Taylor Hendricks, and Grady Dick. The second 10... A little bit more interesting. Bilal Koulibaly, a guy who I keep saying is going to go higher than people think he's going to go. Put your money on it. The over-under draft position at Bavada right now is 11 and a half. This is a 100% lock to hit the under, which is sitting plus money, plus 110. It's stealing money. Take it. Uh, Kaysen Wallace is on that list. That's another guy who I think potentially goes higher than people think. Uh, allegedly, San Antonio is looking to add another first-round pick in order to get a point guard. Maybe it's him. Maybe it's Bufkin. Maybe it is Anthony Black. But I think Kaysen Wallace, 
a guy who compares very favorably to Drew Holiday, has a chance to go earlier than people think. That over-under sitting at 12.5 right now. Another interesting one. Uh, Nick Smith's on that list. Lively the second's on that list. Bufkin's on that list. Jalen hood Shafino is on that list. And that's that's a good one because, you know, hood Shafino is not a guy who people think, oh, he's going to go super early. So there's an opportunity there. Jet Howard's on that list. Uh, Jordan Hawkins is on that list. And Keontae George is on that list. Keontae George is the guy I am I'm least high on here. I I think he's a poor man's Bradley Beal, who also going to be available. The over-under for George at Bavada is 13 and a half. I think that's a number you probably you probably hammer the over if if you're gonna go in that direction. And that would um that would get you minus 200. And so, look, it's all it's all money, right? It all counts. Next rumor is Scoot, the Scoot Henderson thing. After that, Warriors looking to trade Jonathan Kaminga. What kind of value does Jonathan Kaminga have? Is his second year not all that much better than that rookie year? And honestly, you could argue that it's far more impressive that rookie year. Played 67 games this season, 9.9 points, 3.4 rebounds. Did shoot 37% from three on a limited number of, uh, of three-point attempts. Only took 2.2 a game. Really just kind of spot up three. He's not, he's not being asked to initiate <clears throat> too much at this point. The free throw percentage is, uh, is disturbing at 65%. That's something you would like to see higher. Did pass the ball a little bit better, 1.9 assists this year. I I just I have a hard time believing that anybody would be interested in a guy like Kaminga for a first round pick when you could have a Taylor Hendricks or or somebody of that ilk. I'd just be much more interested in Hendricks than Kaminga. So I have a hard time buying that Golden State is uh is going to be able to do much here. It's, they they have the 19th pick, but what is what is 19 and Kaminga get you in a draft loaded full of teams with three picks, Utah uh, being one of them, San Antonio, etc. They're looking to package and move up. I don't I don't see the appeal here. If he's traded, it's going to be a roster clearing move. So don't expect too much. It also came out that the Mavericks are interested in even potentially negotiating with the Pistons in terms of adding Bojan Bogdanovic to the team. <clears throat> Be a great addition for the Mavericks. Bogdanovic fits wonderfully, basically, with anybody, but specifically around Kyrie and Luka Doncic. He has a two-year extension, 30, uh, $39.1 million, signed through 2025. This would, be, this would be a solid addition for a Mavericks team that is kind of in that middle tier. I think they're tied for the seventh best odds at Bavada to win the title next year with the Clippers, with the Philadelphia 76ers. 
They need to make a move. They need to add talent. And uh, Bogdanovich could be a good option for them in that regard. He's just kind of a really underrated player who makes teams better. I feel like he was always wildly underrated in Utah. Was kind of the de facto guy in Detroit for a lot of last season. Averaged 21.6 points, which was a which is a career high. You're like, hey, he's 34, but yeah. Career high in points, career high in three-point percentage. It, well, at least in terms of uh, in terms of the number of threes he took per game. Took six threes a game, made 41%, shoots 88% from the line. You'd like him to rebound a little bit better. <clears throat> Did uh, show a little bit of disinterest in rebounding the basketball. Only 3.8 last year, which is on the lower end of where he's been over his career. But especially given the price tag, Bogdanovich is a guy who helps teams. And the Mavericks are pretty desperate to make a move because they don't have a lot of bullets in that gun to improve this team. The Nets are another one of those teams looking to move up. 21 and 22 isn't going to do a lot. They're in a weird spot. Uh, you know, sitting almost at near the end of the list in terms of uh, championship odds for next year, plus 9,000. 21 and 22 in this draft is not going to do much for you. So good luck with that. The Hornets are, are looking to bring Scoot and Brandon Miller in again uh, on Monday. Be interesting to have them in the room at the same time. And even more so interesting that they're going to be meeting with Michael Jordan, who is on his way out as owner of the Charlotte Hornets. So you wonder why are they meeting with Mike? But I guess if he's still there, he's still the guy. And uh, he can make another bad choice for this organization, which it, it's you, you look at both of these guys and how do you, how could you not pick Scoot? He is, he's lightning in a bottle. He is, there's the athleticism is otherworldly. And Brandon Miller is going to be a, a tall wing who can shoot the three. I know there's a lot of talk that maybe we've undervalued about undervalued his initiating ability, but I just, I, 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 he's Paul George without the defense and those guys exist. Those guys already exist. Um, just take a, take a look at another couple of props before I get out of here. The, the Thompson brothers, amen versus the sore Thompson prop who goes first at Bavada is, it's not going to be worth a ton, but it is free money if you want it. Amen Thompson will go above a sore Thompson minus 275. So if you want the free money, it is there. A sore Thompson versus Jarris Walker. This is, you know, I'm on that Jarris Walker bandwagon in terms of where he's going to go. I have questions about Jarris Walker, the player, just because I'm, I'm worried that he doesn't play as physical as he should with the body type that he has. The guy should be a bruiser, and he's not. He avoids contact offensively. With that said, I think he probably still goes above a sore Thompson. 
So that's minus 115 at Bavada if you want that. Um, what else? What's the? We'll try to find one more prop we like here before we get out, before I, my voice is completely gone. <clears throat> I'm not sure what's happening there. But Jordan Hawkins versus Keontae George is interesting. I've already talked about me not being as big a George guy. And I think Hawkins is a guy who's going to go above where people think he's going to. So Jordan Hawkins versus Keontae George. Jordan Hawkins minus 170 at Bavada to go first would, uh, would be my last pick here for this little this pre-draft episode. I'm incredibly excited for this draft. I am. I think we're going to see a bunch of guys dealt. We didn't even get into Bradley Beal, who I just assume is going to be a Miami Heat within a week and a half. Good for them, I guess. It's going to cause some teams in the East to rethink what their plan is. But we're going to probably see big names traded. The draft should be fun because while... It's not loaded with stars past Wembenyana. It's very deep. It's going to be a lot of guys who help teams in this draft. So enjoy it. Uh, I've been Chris Wardell. This has been The Underdog. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll see you back here real soon.